Hello and welcome to another episode of Leisure Time with Duncan and Jonathan. As always, I am Duncan. As always, I'm Jonathan. And we are joined once again by my lovely sister, Sharzad. Um, and we're going to be talking about something today that we really haven't... Um, how do I want to put this? Because, okay, now we're going to be talking about dragons and dragon uh, and pop culture. and Modern pop culture, not primarily. Uh, because... Now, the main reason I decided to do this now is because I was, as you know, I, I think we mentioned this in several episodes, but I have an Audible subscription, um, and, and I was looking at stuff, I was just looking at random stuff to do because, because I was, I just wanted to see what else was out there, you know, and, um, so I discovered this, um, new series called the Dragon Riders of, well, okay, not new, okay, new to me, but it's, but, uh, the, uh, the first book was published about ten years ago now, so it was one of those things where it just flew under the radar. Pun in, no pun intended. <laughs> um, <laughs> fully intended. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what I mean. Um, this dragons can. Well, anyway, yeah, it's the Dragon Riders of Elantia, and it's E L A N T I A. Is how the. And I haven't gotten far enough into it, and didn't know for certain if it's the. If it's the entire world, or if it's just one of the nation states within that world, <laughs> so yeah. Um, you know, fantasy is often hard to discern which is which because sometimes Narnia be comes to mind. And other times it'll be a whole, you know, similar to how um, the Discworld series is, where it's just expanse. Yeah, and there's also well, Narnia is the one that people usually take pot shots at. With regards to the whole, what is the larger world that Narnia inhabits? <laughs> uh, because Narnia itself is an independent, is a independent sovereign nation within a larger world, but no one can figure it. Right. <laughs> no one can quite figure out what, yeah. what the details are about that whole thing. Now, when it comes to dragons, I feel like they're one of those pop culture trends that pops up quite often. Yep. Like, <laughs> You know, they never fully go away from pop culture. You might have a couple of times where they kind of uh, ebb a little bit. But as far as, like, dragons being completely gone from pop culture, no. Not quite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, now, here's what, you might not remember this, but, um, I think you probably do because it lasted, you know, because this particular toy lasted well into your lifetime. Um, but... But we had, I don't remember who gave, I don't know who gave it to us. Oh, hello. Um, I don't remember who gave it to us, but, um, but we had a little dragon puppet. <laughs> remember that little hand puppet? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I don't remember what its name was, but I do remember it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a cloth one. I, 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 we kept, we, we loved that thing. We played with it until it fell apart or. I think some of the neighbor kids in Charlotte probably destroyed it, <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah, because it, it was, like I said, it lasted a good ten years at least. <laughs> um, it's, that's fun. Because it, it, it's almost like the fairy tale book that I had, because it came with, it's one of those old fairy tale books that I think was in the bottom of the series, but if my memory stories me correct. That was one of those smaller ones. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those small ones that you would have on your shelf, and it would have a whole lot of uh, different fairy tales. And that's how I came across the concept of dragon. I was like, 
a fire-breathing creature. I don't think I was going to get to know that thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then you and then you got your PS1 and you got Spiral the Dragon. <laughs> and changed. One of my favorite, one of my personal favorite uh, platform as well time. Just, just yeah. very well done. And very creative, too, because I would say even, you know, with Crash Bandicoot being, you know, on the system, I would still consider them a little different. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's one of those ones where, and, and with the uh, remaster, um, and like I said, let's, and she said, you probably remember this, um, I said, yeah, I, I, think we were, I think we were looking at stuff to get first Kai's birthday when she was coming back from Armenia, um, and I think I remember, we were at um, Best Buy, if memory serves, and we were looking at the uh, PC gaming aisle, and we saw the uh, Skylanders starter set. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> remember that? Um, and it had the little, and it had the um, how did I describe that version of Spyro? Um, he he looked more demonic than his typical <laughs> appearance. <laughs> yeah, he looked more. <laughs> he looked more like something that Tim Burton would have done instead of his usual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even the Legend of Spyro was. So he was basically like the shadow to, you know, the shadow of that world. Yeah. You know, yeah. Kid. Well, <laughs> not quite. I mean, yeah, he still has the color scheme he's associated with. He still has the purple with the green horns and the um, blue eyes. But, um, yeah, for the most part, <laughs> yeah. It, you, you, know, you just look it up, Jonathan. You'll see where we're going with that. Um, in fact, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that one's fun. And then, like I said, and, and, and then as you both know, and she was like, I think you tried this when you visited um, her dad's 50th birthday. Um, I got the, uh, oh no, 60th birthday right now. He got me to it. Um, they got the Spyro Reignited Trilogy. Um, and I, th- I can't remember. I think you tried it. I don't remember if you did or not. Um, Kai tried it, and she said that she she didn't understand. Uh, it's fr- uh, that, that she didn't appreciate And she'd also had played the original version, so she knew the uh, difference. <laughs> Was yeah. astounding, um, and and I did, and I have been considering getting it, getting her that for this the PC version of that, mm-hmm. but I, I'm I'm still toying with that because I don't know. I, I want to wait until after the move before doing anything like that anyway. So yeah, um, obviously. I actually like also vaguely remember having a little like handheld Spyro game from like like a kids meal toy. From Wendy's or McDonald's or something. Yeah, there, there was a good run. Um, there was like a I'm a Gucci uh, style thing from the reserves. Yeah, like a little, little tiny handheld one shot game. Yeah, I mean not not the um, ones like a uh, Tiger Electronics used to make, with something with yeah something along those lines. Not not that bad, but yeah, something similar. Yeah, something like very. Small that you can say going to go probably attached to a keychain somewhere. Yeah, that's one of those small little things. Yeah. And I, I remember getting, I definitely got it out of a kid's meal. Or someone got it, yeah. I've, it might have been you, it might have been someone else. And Dragon's is one of those things that you see a lot in sports mascots too. It's, it's fair to mention that you, you're going to see it, you know, pop up eventually either because. You know, you have a local affiliate that uses 
Dodgers and the Dragon. Well, you have a minor league affiliate that yeah. we won. A lot of kids' teams, you know, they tend to go with that whole design because, you know, kids like Dragons. <laughs> Let's just call it what they do. Yeah. I mean, uh, we all grew up with the Nates, and, you know, they have Homer the Dragon. Yeah, yeah. Homer the Dragon. <laughs> Yeah, that's a and fun then, one. You know, the Disney film, Pete's Dragon, also, you know, somebody might have had that on this. Now, that's one of those we films did. I saw or we had access to it. I've never owned, but I definitely remember it, though. Yeah. Well, now it's on Disney Plus, both versions. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, and did the Sword and the Stone have a. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember, because it's been so long since I've seen that film. I have seen I don't think there was a standalone dragon, but I do think that when um, Merlin and Madame Mim had that shapeshifter duel, I do think at least one of them became a dragon at one point. intentional that, that it, it might have been it might have been like a little easy looking back at it yeah I don't know if he was if that role was if he was the first choice for that role because of the dragon or if the dragon was added later I don't know maybe and then of course if you watch martial arts you know anything like Karate Kid things of that nature what do you see you see a lot of dragons on the back of the deck or on banners or like yeah then you had the Mortal Kombat logo which is it oh, yeah, the dragon with that <laughs> yeah I mean that's one of those logos you see it once and you never forget it like you, you see it one time and it just sticks in your head forever just because once you see it you will never ever be able to forget it all right, now let's just get this one out of the way. We're here that, now. We are not going to badmouth um, Christopher Paolini or Paolini. I however you pronounce it. I don't care at this point. We're not going to badmouth him, at least not personally. But we are going to do is badmouth his <laughs> at the present his main claim to fame. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the area is not a bad book. It wouldn't be a bad book if, and this, this is why I say if, if I didn't know that it was inspired by, you know, Earthsea. If it didn't have that connection, then I probably would have a higher opinion. I would. Well, I think the main issue is that he did not openly acknowledge the fact it was inspired. It was inspired by a previous work. The fact that I think that's where most people are upset about it is that he tried to pass it off as an original concept, even yeah. though... <laughs> you know, it's similar to another certain franchise that I won't mention here, but you know where I'm going. <laughs> where the uh, inspiration is rather obvious to where it's like, oh, really? You didn't credit them for that? Like, <laughs> you know, you, you just kind of trying to copy somebody's homework, trying to pass it 
similarity between anything that counts. Like, that's just what that is. If you've just been on Twitter or you've been on Facebook or wherever, if they see a similarity, they're, oh, they will not only point it out, but they will get on their top of their hill and get, you know, get a megaphone and let everybody know. Okay, now, so we should probably explain the premise behind the inheritance cycle um, for the two or three people in the world who have never come across it. <laughs> we might want to throw in, you know, a little bit of a RC uh, plot point, too, just because... Well, that's pretty hard to... Because our generation, you know, is a little bit less familiar with that, I would say, in terms of, like, being in public eye. Yeah, but not by much. Not really. Um, okay, so... All right. So I think we'll let Jonathan take the reins for this one, <laughs> at least for a bit. Since he's the one who read it the most recently out of the three of us. <laughs> well, basically, it's mainly a story between a young boy and a bond between him and his dragon. The same way how to train your dragon. Like, they kind of all have that same yep. uh, plot point as a big part of the story. It's about, you know, coming of age, but it also has that fantasy element to it. Yep, 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 bird. Now, now Earthsea is the oldest out of everything I just mentioned, like, in terms of, because it came out in the late 60s. Well, it started. Yeah, or at least it started in the late 60s. And it should be noted that uh, the writer took more took more time to put together that whole world than Paolini did, because Paolini, you know, when it came to Aragon, they're, they're a little bit more... They, they were spaced out, but they weren't as spaced out as Earthsea. No. You know, Earthsea kind of had a few more years between, to the point where I'm sure people thought Earthsea was going to be a standalone. You'd be forgiven for thinking that at least initially because it took took some time to build that world. It wasn't like this world where the installments came out pretty quickly and you know they pretty much turned into this whole big thing here right up into you know Mr. Pratchett's or Sir Pratchett, however you want to say it, right up into his passing. You know, <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, they're still currently being printed. I believe. Oh, wow. I could be wrong about that, but I believe it's still being written. Now, in the case of Earthsea, as far as I can tell, there have been prequels, but, you know, they don't get written as often. Like, they're there, they're out there, but as yeah. far as I can tell, Aragon is, I think it's completed. I don't think. I haven't read anything with Pauline says he plans to continue that world. So as far as I know, those four, the four books in the inheritance cycle <coughs> are the ones that are going to uh, contain that whole uh, world and that whole canon. As far as I know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And as far as Earth is concerned, the author has been dead for what's it, fifteen years now, so. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't think they're the state wanted to continue with the RC series. They would have done it by now, but yeah. <laughs> who knows? We might, we might have somebody take the 
it might be similar to how Robert Park is a state did it where they have multiple writers kind of come in and take over, but I don't see it happening anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, and then you had... Younger generation, you have Dragon Tales, that's another big part of, you know, uh, childhood. <laughs> that whole thing where it was kind of like the Book of Virtues in a way, because they, they were teaching, you know, morals and lessons, but it was done in a fantastical sort of way. Yeah. And you didn't realize that you were being taught a moral lesson, but it always, you know, tended to come back to that. I'm trying to think other dragon-related things here. Look at, you know, like Game of Thrones. That was such a huge plot point, and everybody got really, uh, everybody was really upset that with the finale and everything, the dragons weren't that big of a deal. Oh, that final season got a lot of eye on uh, that whole thing. It's almost like it's comparable to uh, the Sopranos final season, where it's so infamous. Or how I met your mother's final season two, where it's so infamous that when people mention season that it shows that they don't like, you know, it's usually the first one to come up in discussion. Yeah, I mean, but still, um, yeah, we're not, yeah, we're not coming going into, um, yeah, it's now okay. Go each his own. If you like Game of Thrones, more power to you. I'm not going to say you're a bad person, but I personally will not read it. <laughs> Um. That 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 whole that whole platform that I found out about is so interesting. Yeah. I, I just never. I, I tend not to. And, and for those no. that watch the show or maybe have read the books, you know where I'm going. We're not. Oh no, we're not touching on it. No, we're not even going. That's at the end of it. We're not even going. Yeah, we've name dropped it. That's all we're doing. Okay. Um. Right. So. Back to, yeah. Yeah, all right. And then we have, um, yeah, and then now we should probably, now, okay, speaking of, we went to, um, childhood and adolescence here. Um, Reign of Fire has been, (laughs) um, I, yeah, that's one of those, uh, things that I think most people kind of forgot about. Like, it's a, like, people will remember it if you kind of jog their memory a little bit, but it's kind of, it's like a redheaded stepchild. <laughs> yeah. You know, some people might know about it. Some people might not. Same with Dragonheart. Like, it's one of those things you might know about, but you might not. Yep, yep, yep. Because at one point, it was pretty prominent. But then, you know, 90s thing. I say things from the 90s and early 2000s are weird. And what I mean by that. Is some things tend to stick. Like for example, let me give a good example here. Like everything that got a remake in the past, you know, in more recent years, like those tend to stick. Like Fuller House, and then you had the other shows. Like um, let me think of something that kind of fell out of favor a little bit. Let me think. Let me keep thinking. Something like. Ghost Rider on PBS, where certain people know about it, but certain people don't. You had to be there. 
What are you doing? Okay, um, yeah, alright, let's see where we, oh yes. Yeah, I mean, like I said, yeah, and, um, and the thing is, it took a more or less naturalistic approach to it. Um, it's essentially for Dragon Lore what the 2000s Battlestar Galactica did for, um, Space Opera, um, where they did it in a, they tried to say, they tried to have it be where the dragons could realistically exist in our world, or how would realistic dragon, uh, realistic dragon attack play out. <laughs> Is what they seem to be going with. Um, and, okay, now it was done by Touchstone Pictures, which is a division of Disney, but it's not available on Hulu or Disney Plus yet. And Maybe they're working on it. Maybe behind the scenes they're trying to get yeah. the paperwork <laughs> Yeah, that's, I, I'm assuming that's the case, but like I said, I don't know. Um, there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that, is, that you would think will be on there that isn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> and they're also sorting out a few things, like, apparently, um, the re- for those of you wondering why the first X-Men movie was removed for, for about half a year, um, from Disney Plus, is because the, um, pre-Fox buyout rights holder, um, still, that had not expired for streaming purposes, so they had, and they didn't they catch had, it. They had, they had to pull it, but then they, you know, reinstated it. Yeah, once the previous contract had run out. Um, yeah, anyway, that, that, yeah, so that's part of it. So I'm sure that's probably one of those things. Another thing that um, I was looking I just looked up, and it goes, now, Shears, you probably don't remember this, because we, cause this was a, only available on VHS, and I think it also aired on um, Disney Channel or um, Nickelodeon or some such, um, but a couple of times. Um, but there was this... Um, Movie from the nineties called The Dragon World. <laughs> I don't even that that even draws my memory. I must have missed that one. <laughs> well, it was direct to video from Paramount. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, and the effects were remarkably well done for that <laughs> era of <laughs> and platform. Now it's never it's, it has no digital release yet, it, as far as I know, anyway. I, was, I only looked it up in preparation for this episode. Um, and like I said, you can't even find a pirated copy, and I couldn't even find a pirated copy, and even if I could, I wouldn't watch that because of who I am. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, I mean... And, and that, that, that's a fair point, too, with a lot of fairy tale books, too, because a lot of them, you know, especially a lot of the older ones that came out in, like, say, like, late 80s, early 90s, a lot of them have either gone out of print completely or they're a bit harder to find them because you know everything is so digital and fairy tales I'm gonna say this they've kind of fallen out of favor I would say because they used to be pretty prominent in our childhood but you know in the childhood of the people coming up behind is probably not so much because it's you still read to your kid. Obviously, bedtime reading is still a thing, but well, you know, the fairy tale element that that's pretty much I don't want to say disappeared because that would imply that nobody reads fairy tale, but it's definitely dwindled. I would say. Yeah, I mean, and another thing that I recently got into, and this is I this is Kai's fault, at least on my end. Um, uh, you're, you're, I know the two of you are at least aware of this, um, but I recently started getting into the Witcher franchise. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, 
Now, for the record, I do not speak or understand Polish, so I'm going with the English translation here, so... <laughs> yeah. Um, like I said, and it was one of those things where I was expecting it to be more along the lines of Game of Thrones <laughs> level. That's what I thought when I first saw it. You know, when I saw the cover, I thought, okay, maybe it's another Game of Thrones, but... No. It doesn't... You know, it, it isn't... You know, it isn't the angle that the writer is going for. Or at least not in English. In Polish, who knows? <laughs> Although I'm assuming it's at least reasonably close to it. Uh, but anyway, yeah. And like I said, and there are a few things. Like It was one of those things where I was just I had one of my Audible credits. And I said, eh, why not? Um, and it turned out to be rather tame, or at least tamer than what I was expecting. As, it, as I knew it was for adults. I just thought I was going to be even <laughs> more so. Um, and that's the thing about adults. Let me see how should I put this adult books, not not those type of people, you know, get your you head out of the gutter, but adult fiction, shall we say. Yep. Because you have those fantasy books that are on the tamer side of things, and you have, you know, the fantasy books that you definitely don't want to see, you definitely don't want your mother reading them because they are, you know, gory, or, you know, they have a lot of situations that you might not have. Want people to over, you know, see, look over your head and see, like, what are you reading? <laughs> like, because sometimes they can tend to go there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, um, and another thing, now, I don't remember if he has any dragons in his works, but one thing I've recently gone back to um, is Neil Gaiman. <laughs> uh, his work is good, and I, I've been getting into Garth Nix myself. His work. Yeah. Not his work. It's yeah. Because. You know, I haven't really, I've been exposed to fantasy, but fantasy is one of those genres that I kind of feel like you have to know somebody who's like an avid reader of it to be able to follow because it's, it's in the spotlight, but it's in that weird little gray area where you have somebody who's really in tune to it or not at all. Yeah, I mean, like in our household, and sure you can back me up on this, um, our dad um, has. Ben, um, has really, was always into, um, that sort of thing anyway, um, growing up, um, and, and he, um, he was not first generation for Tolkien, obviously, but, um, he was, he really inhaled that stuff, um, and he also, now this one, I don't remember, um, he said that he had issues with, you know, I won't bring that up right now. Um, yeah, that, that oh, I'm turning a little off topic here. Um, yeah, but anyway, like I said, and, and like I said, and then there's also the fact that, um, yeah, and, and as you know, as, and he has, and Tolkien's work has one of the most famous dragons in modern literature. Um, you all know where we're going, you two know where I'm going with this one. <laughs> um, yeah, or Smaug, depending on which... Adaptation you're dealing with. I want to pronounce it, but yeah, Tolkien, one version says it one way, one version says the other way. I think the audiobook says it the third way. So, <laughs> yeah, man, Tolkien, I feel like, and you bring up an excellent point, and I said this, you know, when before we recorded, I said I feel like Tolkien is the gateway to not only dragons but fantasy for a lot of people. Like it's one of the first series you come across that's in that genre and you kind of gravitate towards it either before Harry Potter or you 
water and you're looking for something else to kind of fill that void. Yeah. Yeah. Or you have graduated to something else, depending on how you view it. Or, or you, you just want, sometimes you might just try out a different genre just to read something different. And I feel yeah. like that's, you know, why the Hobbit is, you know, why the Hobbit and the whole Fellowship of the Ring series is still, you know, one of the most popular fantasy books that ever exist. Like, if you're talking in terms of popularity, Oh, oh yeah. It definitely fits the bill. Was that you? <laughs> well, that wasn't me. I don't know what that was. No, I was... Sorry, my friend called me. I'm going to tell him to call token. No. Okay. Yeah. Or Aaron. Wait, is it... <laughs> Does he still use that nickname? Which actually is the first time you said that in years. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. I just call him Aaron to you guys because that's... You know what mom and dad call him, but okay. yeah, no, like at home and everything, we still call him Token. Okay, all right, I wasn't sure because, like I said, because like I said, I've never actually met him in person. I've only spoken to him like once or twice over the past three years, <laughs> if that, over the phone or over a Skype call, and he just happened to be within your shot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway, so, but anyway, Well, let's see. I, it was kind of really cute because we sometimes call Buck Choi, that's the dog that was just loving on me, but, uh, yeah, he is. Mark Dargan. Yeah. yeah. Cause he's not, he's not, he needs to be a dragon, but he is a, a toy hog, so we'll call him our Dargan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And speaking of which, now she's not on camera, but she's looking right at me. Um, we have a cat, um, and it's the cat that, um, and it's Isolda. And she's called our dragon because she. <laughs> now I don't know. I honestly I don't remember the exact origin of that one. But we like when we go when she goes outside after dinner, we always call it dragon time <laughs> for for whatever reason. Um, and, and actually, that's a good segue into this. But it's, it's a lot of artists and um and writers, um, it's an, and animators both. CG and cell animation, they tend to have dragons act like cats or look like cats. <laughs> so. Yeah, that is a because even in that How to Train Your Dragon series, you know, it's a normal thing to have one, so it's almost become you know similar to a dog or a cat or you know a yeah. family pet that somebody might have. Yeah, and if memory serves, Toothless, the main dragon in that series. Um, he tends to act like a cat anyway, so... <laughs> yeah, he, he is, you know, he, he has a lot of cat-like behavior that he tends yeah. to, you know, engage in. So he's kind of like the Gary of that world, because, you know, the, even his fun Bob Gary, you automatically know is supposed to be a stink for a cat. <laughs> so. Yeah, and he acts like a cat, he, he sounds like a cat, um... <laughs> so, Listen, he's definitely more intelligent than the dog than the worms, which are the dog analog. <laughs> <laughs> but um, or at least know, he appears to be one of those characters that I'm sure DreamWorks didn't think was gonna turn into this whole, you know, franchise. They probably thought they were gonna do one film and then it was gonna be over. They probably thought, oh, we'll do it in the can, we'll just put it out. Well, actually, I'm surprised you don't know this because you usually look into this sort of thing more in depth, but. But DreamWorks is by design meant to establish franchises. 
And more often than that, they yeah. more often than that they succeed. You know, they've had a couple duds, but you know, yeah. more often than that, they tend to have more hits than misses in terms of. <laughs> yep. Okay. That's so. Right. And yeah, you said you have that. And um, but yeah. Anyway, back to. Smaug, um, yeah, he was a good. I mean, and, and, and one of the things about, and we'll also get to Harry Potter in a minute here. Um, but one of the things about dragons and Tolkien is that they are intelligent. They tend to be jerks more often than not, but they are, at the very least, at the same level as a human or an elf or a dwarf or an, even the orcs are more intelligent than they appear at first. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's one of those things I like about dragons in that series, because yeah, they are a bit jerky, yeah, but... At least one is. I don't remember... Did we encounter any other ones besides that one in the main series? I mean, besides all the appendix... It's like appendix 5E or something. I believe. But I think Smog is the only dragon you really encounter face-to-face, as it were. Yeah, because he has, they mentioned he has relatives up north, but he doesn't, but we don't see any of them, at least not on screen, as it were. <laughs> yeah. Um, and for the benefit of the listeners, I just did the ears quotes thing, so, <laughs> yeah. Kind of falters under an audio format, but yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so you have that. And, yeah, I mean, like I said, and the thing is, um, you now, moving on to Harry Potter... There's a particular, there are several dragons throughout the year, but I'm going to start with Norbert, or as she is later named, Norberta. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and spoiler alert for the fourth book, if you haven't read, if you haven't gotten that far. <laughs> yeah, that name alone is a spoiler, because you're not supposed to know the gender. <laughs> All the movies are on Netflix, like, come on. <laughs> well, Peacock Stateside. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, um... <laughs> but, I'm sorry, Norberta is one of the five points that even people that are reading this series kind of forgot about. Because I'm, I'm quite sure, you know, there's so much going on in that world that you do tend to forget little details, like little, you know, little bits and pieces. You might remember the main story, but you might yeah. forget certain characters' names, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay, now there's another, um, and Shirzai, like, we rented this a couple of times from Blockbuster, um, I don't remember, yeah, we, I think I did, I remember the, uh, animated movie by the same guys who did the first adaptations of The Hobbit and, um, Lord of the Rings, uh, The Flight of Dragons. I do not recall that, actually, no. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it had a lot of I mean, it had a lot of um, big names from the eighties in it. Like James Earl Jones played the main villain, <laughs> so, so yeah. So it was one of those things where it, and by all account, Mark, I haven't seen it in well over a decade, but but by all accounts, it's a better adaptation of Dungeons and Dragons than the actual official one <laughs> that came out in two thousand. <laughs> And Dungeons and Dragons is one of those weird things where the adaptations catch a lot of flat, but the game itself, yeah. you know, has become less nerdy than it was. At one point, it kind of had a nerdy, you know, uh, brand image attached but now, not so much. I mean, and that might just be due to the passage of time. I just remember the Hair Arnold episode where they had the Dungeons and Dragons stand in, and you kind of knew, like, 
For some people, it went over their head, I'm sure. But looking but back if, now. If you had a passing knowledge of Dungeons yeah. and Dragons, you kind of knew, like, okay, I know where they're going. <laughs> yep, yep, you know, yep, yep, the Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering, one of the two. Yeah. That was a fun one. Um, yeah, I mean, and then you had, um, there was another one I wanted to, to at least touch on. I can't remember, but it is. now there's another one. Any dragons in that? Do you remember? Uh, do you remember that book series I had? It was like the Dragon Keeper or something. I really liked it a lot. Where like this girl was like attuned to dragons, and she could like find dragon eggs and nests. She. Sounds familiar, but there have been several things. There's also another one. Um, when I was, when I was in elementary school, um, I started. This was also this is a this was a pre Harry Potter one, um, and it was also one of those itty bitty ones that would that well, there were still chapter books, but they wanted they were it was more along the lines of the Arthur stuff where it would not if it broke two hundred pages, it was an outlier. Um, okay, so it's a little quickie. Yeah, um, one thing, you might be talking about this one, or you might be conflating the two here, um, but the Dragon Slayers Academy. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember those. Yeah, those are, uh, you know, so I forgot about those. Like, that's yeah. one of those I remember seeing at the book fair, you know, and everybody would, you know, be like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, Dragon Slayers Academy. <laughs> Yeah, I got really into them, I think. Yeah, it was, I got the first one um, when it, at the book fair. I don't remember if it was in here in Memphis or if it was down in Oxford, but it was one that it was, it was somewhere around that was around that point. Um, yeah, it was. Or, uh, existed to where I started to exist. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, yes. Um, and you bring up an excellent point because book fairs, I feel like, were a lot of exposures to a lot of fantasy too. Because you know they would often have you know Dragon Slayer the Cat you know, on their shelf, so they would have, have you know similar books that you might not have seen or heard about. You know, because even in a library situation, you still have quite a few books that might not get checked out as much. So even if you're an avid reader, there's bound to be like two or three fantasy series you completely miss out on for whatever reason because you're not exposed to it. Okay, uh, let's see. Trying to think here as we're approaching the 40-minute mark on the um, non-sponsored part of the show here. Um, I don't want to go too far <laughs> into this. Um, it's, right, okay. Now, let's see. Now, I think we'll save Dragon Ball for a later point. Yeah, we might want to do a whole anime sub series on it because you know Dragon Ball, Sailor Moon, you know, you you have to show like they they they. I feel like they all need to just you know get their own channel spotlight. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot to unpack there. If you want to get into anime? Yep, that's that's Kai's job, and also Jonathan has a brother or uncle or something who he wants yeah, to bring him for that. Slowly getting into it because my biological brother, he was. Okay, yeah, I knew it was one. You know. Anime shows, I remember seeing Dragon Ball. You know, he he was into it. Like yeah. as soon as it would come on, like don't talk to him, don't do anything. Yeah, half an hour. 
Yeah, if you're going to talk to him, you better make sure it's about the show and not too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because, you know, Majin Buu, like, that's the whole reason why I even know what a Majin Buu is. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, wait, it's the villain that looks like Strawberry Ice. What, what is going on here? <laughs> the Japanese are weird. That's all I can say. Okay, all right. Yeah, like, like, I thought I was having a fever dream, because, you know, you, see, you look up, you see an ice cream looking thing. You know yeah. what, the, but then anime, for what it's worth, you know, often has a lot of mythical creatures in it, dragons, you know, angels sometimes, because they do have a lot of, you know, that going on, depending on what show you watch, demons, you know, that tends to. Yeah, okay. It, it seemed like they, they never run out of ideas to talk about demons. <laughs> depending on how you look at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alright, so I think we'll end this here, and um, we'll discuss... I'm going to like to call up, and I like, well, we'll see. I have a couple of ideas I want to run down. Yeah, okay, so, signing off. <laughs> so, next time, people. Yeah. Later, y'all.